1: I wish in my soul, I
2: wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room.
1: Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
3: Let's finish this job. I know we can Because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together.
4: you know, I always like to take a step back here because this can sound overly complicated for those who don't uh, live this day in and day out. What are we talking about? Congressional Republicans have a bill that says we'll avoid default, we'll help Mm -hmm. the American people out, but only in exchange for some unrelated policies and millions of dollars in cuts to programs that working families depend on. We're talking about veterans medical care. Nutrition for seniors like Meals on Wheels, rail safety, FAA cuts. Like, they're vague on purpose because when the American people hear what the details are here, um, They're not for it. And that's why the president Mm -hmm. has been crystal clear. Take default off the table. Let's not even flirt with default. Remember in 2011, we flirted with, we didn't default, but our credit rating suffered. We're America, we pay our bills. Let's not uh, play politics with the full faith and credit of the United States. So, where's the room for negotiation on this, if there is any? Is it too vague to negotiate on it? Do you wait until their vote to see if they can even get it through? Could Republicans argue Democrats have done the same thing by adding on their own, you know, pet policies or programs they want to cut? Mika, it's simple. I worked on the Hill for uh, 14, 15 years on these very spending deals. Uh, I was the top staffer on the Appropriations Committee. Guess what? We, in a bipartisan way, every year, talk about what is the appropriate spending level for every single program. Let's do that. We have a process to do that. Why are we holding default, uh, the possibility of default, uh, hostage uh, for... A spending debate, we have to have with each other. We just did it in December. Both parties came mm-hmm. together, funded the government, uh, decided what was the right amount for these various programs, and we did it together. Let's do that again. Um, but we shouldn't be flirting with default in this country.
0: Director Young, good morning. John Flemere.
1: We should note that uh, it was early morning, about 2.30. Uh, the House ruled they got a house probably going seem to have okay. struck some h- sort h- of Hang on a second. Sure. Uh, yeah.
0: if, if, if it just stop it right there. Stop it right there. And I'm going to ask it to play. Uh, it, it, you're seeing the lies, misrepresentations and spin just right up in your grill. It's Wednesday, 26, April, year of our Lord, 2023. We've got a lot to go through the, the vote on the uh, debt ceiling uh, part of the House bill is going to happen, I think, uh, today, this morning. They're in conference. They've been in conference banging heads. We're going to have a lot to say about that. But you see her thing. That is the type of mindless lies they want the American people. They feed the American people, and they want you to accept. We came together in December, yeah, on an omnibus bill, an orgy of spending, an orgy of spending. All of the problems get back to um, this out-of-control spending by the Uniparty. And she's a perfect example. 14 years on the Appropriation Committee. She's the, she's the exact reason that mentality, that lack of talent is the exact, or that lack of facing reality where they just think they continually have the Federal Reserve just pump and pump and pump because they're not going to raise taxes. They're not going to, uh, they can't sell any more bonds to the Chinese or Japanese. I want to get into all that, but I, I want to start with, I've got Natalie Winters. Natalie, I know you pressed for time, but I want to get you on here, this amazing piece. And if we can put it up, give me the overview. Then I want to play a, a, a cold open for you. Give the overview. Fauci's added again. People can't make sense of the Sudan thing. And to particularly know that we got like 16,000 people over there, walk me through your exclusive report up on War Room right now
3: sure well we know the wuhan biolab story all too well and i'm sure the war room posse is very familiar with the ukraine biolab story but we can now add the third musketeer to that story which is the sudan Bio labs. We just published a piece on warroom.org linking a variety of U.S. federal agencies, none other than Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, but also the Department of Defense, also USAID and the CDC as entities which have supported this laboratory, the one that was seized by Sudanese militants, which the WHO is now claiming could potentially cause some sort of lab leak spillover event with very dangerous pathogens. But just to single out Anthony Fauci and how his NIH agency contributed to this lab, because I think this is where the smoking gun is, believe it or not, one of the pathogens Uh, that was identified by the WHO that this lab was working on that could potentially be released was cholera, pretty deadly. Um, And back in 2017, Anthony Fauci, uh, over a grant process which collectively was over about $20 million, had been funding researchers at this lab who were working on a variety of ways to detect and track cholera. Like I said, you also have the Department of Defense and the CDC being involved with this organization, this laboratory since 2006. And the most recent study that was published, uh, counting funding from US taxpayer dollars was as late as July of 2022.
0: Good Lord, I tell you what, let's go ahead and play. I wanna boot this, cause it talks about the chaos. I think we got Pompeo. Let's go ahead and play your cold and then I wanna come back to this. Hurry! <laughs>
4: this morning that caught our attention. This is a warning from Dr. Nima Saeed Abid. She's Sudan's WHO representative. And she said, here is a main concern. No accessibility to the lab technicians to go to the lab and safely contain the biological material and substances available. She's saying there is a high biohazard risk.
0: And we've been through this. I'm not saying that there's COVID or a leak or anything like that. But that is a huge concern if they can't keep control of that.
2: It, and it
1: is. I saw that statement earlier today too. This is true in many parts of the world. This the, this global effort to contain, uh, to to operate these high high security labs in a safe way is something that the world has to take on. And, and a massive failure of her very organization at the WHO. You know, as for the closure of the embassy, um, I get it. We have to keep our diplomats uh, and the folks working in our embassies very very safe. We we had to leave the embassy in Caracas. Uh, the difference is this was passive activity that caused this departure. When we did in Caracas. It Was because we had a mission set. We knew we were trying to over, overthrow the Maduro regime that was wrongfully holding power there. That's a fundamental difference. I hope we can get our folks back in, yeah. and I hope we can get the Americans back out as well.
0: Okay, Natalie, you got to help me. Out. You got to help me out here. What? Why? What is the logic? Why is the United States, even with WHO, which know is a, is a, is a clown car controlled by the uh, Chinese Communist Party? Why are we why do we have labs in places like Ukraine and why do we have labs in one of the most dangerous parts of the world, Sudan, where they've been fighting South Sudan and Sudan? They've been fighting for, I mean, viciously for, for 20 years. Why? What is the logic of why U.S. taxpayers are putting money in to have these labs with some of these most deadly viruses on Earth, ma'am?
3: Well, that's the million-dollar, frankly, billion-dollar question. I'd also be remiss to not add that on the study that Anthony Fauci had funded, one of the other primary funders of it was the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, But I think there are two kind of paradigms by which to view this whole biolab situation. One is the more, I think, probably generally accepted idea that, oh, this is just you know bloated government spending. This is just why big government sucks. And, oh, our government has become too big. We're sending money to Sudan. But I don't really think that that is what is going on here. I think this is a lot more nefarious in the sense that the United States government is involved in countries across the globe, particularly ones that they should not be, whether it's China, Ukraine. I'd even put Sudan in there, too. Um, but I think it has to do with the kind of essential question that we've been asking here at War Room which is if the very same people who are the ones who are supposed to be preventing pandemics are the ones who are intimately involved with the the research, that also has to do with coming up with the cures and vaccine research and, for instance, the cholera study that I brought up that the Sudanese laboratory was engaged in with NIH funding had to do with creating better ways of testing and tracking the virus. I think that it's just a very, very, very messy conflict of interest. And frankly, the United States has no purview over what's going on in laboratories here. We know Chinese Communist Party infiltration via the Thousand Talents plan is, is to the moon. So I highly doubt that thousands of miles away, especially in countries where you barely know what's going on in the ground there, even from a military perspective, that we know what is going on down to the level of deadly, deadly pathogens.
0: Uh, I know you're going to be on this. You're going to be on at five o'clock. You're going to be the host. Uh, I hope uh, I'll talk to you in the interim. I want to go through this amazing New York Times um, interview with Fauci. That's <laughs> got lots of jewels. Uh, I know you've got a lot to do. It's a great report. How do people get to it? It's warroom.org. This is amazing analysis, investigative reporting to pull this out when nobody else could find it. So where do they go, Natalie?
3: Thank you. Make sure you go to warroom.org. And I enjoy being on as a guest, not just hosting. So thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See at five. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for doing this. Uh, let me get uh, – would got other stuff backed up, do I want to go to Cortez. Cortez, this is when you hear – I want you to just f- talk to me about that open with, oh, we can all come together and the appropriations. And we did it in December. We came together in December, Hi. right? That, And then you see – then you go to the lab, what we're funding, like in Sudan and yeah. Ukraine. And it never comes to light until the warlords are sitting there at the lab saying, hey – you know, maybe, uh, maybe we'll, uh, you know, for $10 million, we'll let you come in and take out all the bioweapons you've been working on. This is the problem. Th- there's no logic to this. There's nobody on top of it. The American people right. are not being dealt with straight. And now we're getting all the happy talk. Steve Cortez. No, correct. Listen, number one, we can't afford
1: these ridiculous policies. But number two, they clearly don't serve the U.S. national interest, nor our national security, nor even our health. Uh, We have troops, by the way, right now all over Africa. I think a lot of Americans are unaware of that. Uh, You know, again, that doesn't make sense strategically, but we also can't afford it. In addition to that, when it comes to these biological research institutions, how about we have them in the United States? And if they do need to be anywhere else, how about places like Canada and England? not Sudan and China, okay? Uh, let's please learn our lessons. And, but Steve, regarding the debt showdown and that idea that, oh, we came together in December, let's just do that again. Well, Steve, that come together moment, okay, that uniparty kumbaya fiscal disaster known as the omnibus, that is exactly the beginning in many ways, or I should say the acceleration, not the beginning, but the acceleration of the financial crisis that we are enduring at this very moment. The reason that we have a banking crisis, that we have over two years of crashing real wages, that we have widespread despondency out there, total lack of confidence among the American people, particularly as it pertains to their financial life. A huge part of the reason is exactly the Washington establishment did in December with the omnibus. And it wasn't just Biden. He gets the most blame, of course, but he doesn't get all the blame. It was Biden along with Speaker Pelosi. Thankfully, we took that gavel and that title away from her. But it was also feckless Senate Republicans like Mitch McConnell and Tom Cotton. They created this mess. We didn't make the mess. Okay, we didn't throw the ridiculous, stupid party, but we're going to clean it up anyway. And a big part of cleaning it up right now is not repeating the mistakes that have been made in the very recent
0: past okay cortez hang right there you're going to come back we've got a lot more uh, to go through including uh today on the new york times our beloved paper of record on the lead story is of course biden announcing biden announcing that he's going to be running for a uh, re-election in 2024 in this column this column is what steve cortez has been warning us about It's a collapse of the property, the commercial uh, real estate and property market in New York City, the biggest of them all. Okay, we're gonna get into all of it. So goes the commercial property, so goes the regional banks, so go the regional banks, so go the economy. We're gonna connect all the dots tied back to the debt ceiling next in the war room. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, two nine eight nine eight nine eight to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Your host,
1: Stephen K. Bannon.
0: OK, welcome back. Uh, make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get the uh, end of the dollar empire. It's the series, the politics of money, the uh, fate of the dollars, the prime reserve currency. And the third is the debt trap. It'll get you totally up to speed on everything that's going on in this huge debate. Remember, this is just the opening salvo, but we do want everybody in the Warren Posse to have your voice heard. That's what the platform is for. Make sure you go to 202-225-3121 for the House, 202-224-3121 for the the Senate, the House today. Let your representative know, particularly if you don't want to budge and have one penny. Remember, they're talking about going back. the, the, The key to the McCarthy is the 2022, but Hakeem Jeffries told us the 2022 spending was transformative, I don't think that's a great base to take it up. We're, we're hardliners here. Not one penny increase. Let's do the prioritization of payments. We'll never default. Plenty of cash coming in. But you're going to have some tough discussion of some of this discretionary spending. I mean, right now, the, the, the Republicans are, are pushing back on Matt uh, you know work requirements. These work requirements are very, very, very rudimentary. And this is the kind of crap you got going on at the time. We've got to take a hard stand because, hey, here's the question. Even if we pass McCarthy, if you pass McCarthy's bill today, and if you go to – because it really – that's more about the energy side. It's really not about cutting spending. It's just not. If that was to pass, the Senate would pass, it, which they won't, and Joe Biden would sign it, which he won't. But let's assume that for purposes of discussion, he would. We'd be back here in a couple of months because they're going to blow through the $1.5 trillion. Because tax revenues are coming in less now. Why? Because of the implosion of the Biden economy. Why the Biden economy imploding? Because of too much government spending, drove inflation, destroyed government bonds, blew up the bank's balance sheets, all back. Let's finish the job. What is the job you want to finish? Completely and totally destroy the United States of America, her sovereignty, her economy, her people. Is that what you're here to finish? No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. We've had it. It's been illegitimate. They didn't win the election. Everybody knows that. Okay. It's an open secret. That's why he gets no respect throughout the world. Not just his bizarro policies; they know he's not legitimate. So, um, and look, the Murdochs are in on it. That's why. The, that's why. That's why they're silencing Tucker. Tucker was in prime time of mainstream media. Was not just the biggest of which he was. He was the only platform for populist nationalism, and that's why his the the subject matter he covered. And the topics he covered and the people he brought on and the angle of attack that he had resonated. Because this country's becoming more and more populous every day because you've got a government that's essentially destroying your financial, economic, cultural, civic life, and oh, by the way, your children. Because they've targeted you as the traditional f- nuclear family that you're the problem. And on top of that, look at this thing in Sudan. Like, we don't have enough problems in the world. Now we got to find out Ukraine, which, by the way, the whole Ukraine thing is just totally fishy. It doesn't make sense why they're shoveling hundreds of billions of dollars. I understand they're skimming off the top, but there's something deeper. And we know we've got all types of labs over there, which only came to understanding because Victoria Nuland couldn't back her way out of lying uh, under oath to a Senate committee under Rubio. And now we know we got him in the Sudan, one of the most dangerous. You think Wuhan is unregulated? Try the Sudan, It's one of the most dangerous places on earth. It turns out your tax money, unbeknownst to you, and maybe you should ask your congressman when you're calling up and saying, hey, here's my idea on the debt deal. Nothing. As Steve Cortez said, we're going to go Senator Geary and the Godfather. Hey, how about this, Senator Geary? You pay the license. Okay? You pay it. We got to start taking hard lines. I understand you had the Biden official at the beginning talk about meals. Yes. There are going to be tough decisions. I understand that. But we can't continue to to pay for this. Now, one way we can start to uh, deflect the cost somewhat is let's get the tech oligarchs and let's get the Wall Street oligarchs and let's get Larry Fink. I have no people go, you can't raise the tax on the wealthy. Hell, I can't. They all hate you. There's not, there's, I can count on one hand the number of super wealthy that back the MAGA policy program. Why do you think they hate Trump? Why do you think they got – I think it's Poloco, New York Times. They got the big, long faces about DeSantis because, quite frankly, you know, he's a good governor. He's got to stay and get some more training as governor. He's doing a good job. I like what he's doing at Disney. I, I So I don't agree 100% of all these personal attacks. But he's not ready. And to reinforce he's not ready, it's been like – because the guy's never been overseas. I'm not so sure. And somebody asked the question, up until you went this time, do you really actually have a passport? Have you actually been – are you going to fly into North, South Korea for two days? You're going to fly into Japan for a day? And no offense, you look like kind of a, you know, a, 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 kind of a clown tourist. It's so not ready to be commander in chief. We're in the middle of the beginning of a war, okay? The Third World War. It's a financial crisis, it's a global capital markets crisis. You now have a geopolitical crisis. You got the worst actors on earth. You got actors that are worse than the late 1930s. And hey, they were pretty bad. Talk about some devils. Right, uh, Mussolini and the fascists. You had the, uh, you had, uh, you had uh, Hitler and, and the, and the Nazis. You had the imperial staff of Japan. They were pretty bad hombres. Okay, today you look at the crowd you got today. John Fredericks, uh, Murdoch, um, and I, I'm telling you, Forbes reported it. I think I'm not sure, but I think I've nailed this. He's got the. He was negotiating a longer-term contract to 2029. He's getting about 20 million bucks a year. Forbes reported this morning. I think there's a couple of years left in this contract. And Forbes said if they continue to pay him by what they understand the terms of the contract, and I think some of the conservative media has this wrong, under the terms of the contract, if they keep paying Tucker, I I don't think he's going to be starting a new channel. I don't think he's going to go to One America. I don't think he's going to go. And by the way, uh, Mr. Herring, I love the Herrings. I think One America is great. And he's sitting there going, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a meeting, maybe pay him 25 million dollars. Brother, he's getting 20 million a year. It, it's not over. Now, uh, I would respectfully submit that might be 2x the payroll of one America. This guy brings in a big audience. It's a big ticket. But what they what the plan of what they wanted to do was to take away a platform to not get to the look, the the John Fredericks radio show audience, the, the war room posse, the real America's voice, the Charlie Kirk. This, this we the, the people come here are activists. The people come here are on the tip of the spear. The people here, I mean, we got to keep up running all day long, you know, spending 10 hours a day to get ready for the show because they've got so much podcast and so much information. They're so far ahead of where everybody is. You got to rush every day just to keep barely above water. That's not a primetime mainstream media audience, okay? What Tucker was hitting was a much broader audience that's not quite that engaged. It, it's a little bit. Don't take this the wrong way, Fox. Low information, okay? And Tucker was every day giving them something. Giving That's why the Murdochs, they don't care if they got to pay him 20, 40, $60 million to, to have that gone. They'll, they'll gladly pay that because they are, and I said this in the CPAC speech, they're anti-MAGA, they're anti-you. It's just, and Trump, they see it as the manifestation of that. I told you they were going to have, and I said it at CPAC, they're going to go through Ron DeSantis because he he's doesn't have the right stuff, at least not now, maybe a couple more years as governor, but not right now. They'll toss DeSantis to the side, and when they toss DeSantis to the side, they'll have Tim Scott or Yunkin or Kemp. They'll be a savior de jure, a savior de jure for the, for, the, for, the, for the Rhino establishment, and they'll toss those guys aside because none of those guys are going to be president. Trust me, they're not, none of those are going to be president. And then they'll work, with, uh, they'll work with Michelle Obama or they'll work with Biden. They'll work with whoever they got to work with to stop Trump in the general. And then when Trump does win, every day in the Trump second term is going to be Stalingrad. Every day in the second term, the best day in the second term is going to be worse than the worst day in the first term. OK, just write that down. Take out your number two pencil and write that in your notebook right now because that's happening. We're at war with these people. You see what they're doing to President Trump? There's another trial going on this week. They they just talked in Atlanta. They told you, hey, we're going to indict him in August. Let's get the National Guard called out. John Fredericks, what's the solution to this, brother?
5: Well, number one, Fox News is conservative, Inc. And we've been saying that for a long time. What they did with Tucker Carlson is they bought out his contract to silence him, right, through the 24 election. That's why they did this. But look, all of these hosts, we have to understand— All of them serve at the pleasure of their corporate overseer. All of them, because they don't own the outlet. So basically, me on Real America's, on REV at 7 a.m., 7 to 8, I serve at the pleasure of Rob Sig, who's the CEO and owner. If he decides tomorrow, hey, I don't fit the station, or he doesn't like what I said, I get a call from Michael... Norton, CEO, and they fire me. That's the way it works. The solution to this is you have to own the outlets you're on. Without that, you're always going to be at the whim of the corporate overseer. Now, we happen to be very fortunate in having a visionary CEO on REV like Rob Sig that sees the future and he understands what the movement is. But that could be, be someone but, else. But, but, but yeah, this, yeah, is, but, the, this yeah, is the bottom. But he did. He has. Con-
0: he has contacted me about. He has contacted me about your your stuff getting a little sharper. We'll we'll take that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We got a minute here. Tell me about the stations. I'm gonna hold you through the break. Tell me about poor Sig. Tell me about well, look is, at what well, Sig's got to put is, up this, with. He's got Bannon. Be- he's got Ed Henry. He's got he's he's got Charlie Kirk, Pasovic, Fredericks. Uh, tell me. Tell me why do you have to own the the outlets? What outlets? When we started, I think you were two AM state. I had a Facebook page. And I had, which they eventually took down. We launched really on Facebook. And John Fredericks had two, I think, AM stations in my hometown of Richmond, or three. I I forget. You owned a couple. You managed a couple. And I had a Facebook with, I don't know, 350,000 people. That eventually, RV came in. Eventually, they shut me out of Facebook. I'm permanently banned on Facebook because of what we were putting up on the war room. But tell me about the state. I tell you what, Fredericks, hang on. I'm going to take a break. I've talked enough. We're going to take a short break here. I'm going to get John Ferguson. Why well, you got to own your content and you got to own your, uh, your outlets. Uh, Real America's Voice is becoming a, a, a true alternative for people that want uh, breaking news. And the lineup throughout the day is, is pretty amazing. If you start in the morning, you go all the way into the evening. You get a pretty good idea what's happening around the world. You get a pretty good idea of uh, what's really going on. Uh, they're doing a terrific job. John Fregg's also buying a bunch of uh, FM stations and AM stations, which we're on, too. I think he's up over 10. We'll get to all that. Steve Cortez has got a lot of breakdowns, including what Steve Cortez has been telling us about commercial real estate. The New York Times finally caught up with him, put it on the first page. They're a little worried about how it's going to affect the banks. All next in the War Room. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked? The legal title to your home. What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home, or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate... How criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature, stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home title lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection. When you use promo code BANNON, at HomeTitleLock.com, that's HomeTitleLock.com, Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, as you know of uh, being part of the War and Posse, you're not going to get many hours of sleep, but you got to maximize the quality of that sleep. We're talking about quality over quantity. You do that with the products of MyPillow.com. Sleep, the sleep of the just on the products of Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Promo code WARM. You go to the square. You got the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free. This will change your life. Also, the topper, my favorite. You haven't had a good night's sleep until you've really laid on that topper. It's incredible. Massive discount on that. That's topper 2.0. Go check it all out. MyPillow.com. Promo code WARM. Check it out today. Get to the square. Mother's Day is coming up. Maybe you get your mom a topper. Hey, just own it out there. Something to think about. Um, so, Fredericks, uh, the, why, why is it important for you to own the radio stations? Because when we launched your three or four stations, an RV came in a couple of weeks after that. But really, Facebook, which I had a bigger audience on Facebook, because I think we had 350,000 people, or I think we had 350,000. Eventually, they just came in one day, and boom, you're out, you're gone. They blew us out of YouTube, they blew us out of Twitter, they blew us out of Facebook. Boom. And Facebook was as big as it is for many, it was a big thing. Gone. Just, I mean, and no, no fare thee well, no excuse, you're just gone. Content can't get to. Why is it important to own the stations?
5: Well, you were blown out of Facebook and YouTube because you don 't own the outlet, so they don 't like your content, so they basically silence you when you look my wife, seven years ago, you know we didn 't like everybody else. we had affiliates, I had a radio show, and we tried to get affiliates Seven years ago. my wife Anne, is a visionary she said there 's going to be a coming shakeout in media, and the only way we 're going to do this is if you own the license, you own the media outlet that you're on. Therefore you can't be silenced. And then all you have to do is be sure that you have an audience and that you have advertisers that can get a result from their audience. And that's how we built the company. When you first came on and called me up on that Sunday, halftime of the Titans game at uh, 2.15 p.m. and said, I want to go with a show. I didn't have to go to a boss. I didn't have to go to corporate uh, suit someplace and get approval. I I put you. That was Sunday. We had you on on Tuesday on my radio outlet because we own the outlets and no people can complain. Who are they going to complain to? And I, there's nothing to do. So we decided. Look, you got to own the outlets. That's why we're buying these radio stations. We got 12 now. We're adding two more in yeah. Pittsburgh, pending FCC approval, which will be in a, in a, hopefully a couple of weeks. They'll be in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, all these in Virginia. Atlanta. But the key is we made the decision seven years ago to own the media outlet we're on so that we can't be canceled. And what was happening with with Fox and all these people is, you know, Tucker had a show when he had his whatever he was doing, but he was serving at the pleasure of the Murdochs. And when they decided that he became a liability and either through not selling enough ads or not getting ratings or just not fitting their no, no, narrative. No, 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 no. He's gone, it
0: and it was, now they're they paying him want, out the silence. Yeah, it. it wasn't. It wasn't. It not it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't audience or ads. It's had nothing to do with the economics of it. It Had to do that. He had. They. They don't was want Trump, narrative? and they don't want MAGA. If you're if you're watching Fox, right. you're helping the people that are against you. Just be blunt. Okay, you're only helping. That's why I take the clicker and turn it off. Just, you know, go outside, walk around, get exactly. some fresh air. We're not even saying come to Real America's Voice. It's great if you did. We think if you come and check it out, you won't leave. Uh, and we know we're not the easiest place in the world to find. But, you know, sometimes you gotta, you got to bury the bones so the dog searches for it, right? you gotta, You got to want this. It's not going to be – our show is tough. The John Frederick show is tough. These Charlie Kirk, we're not here to make it easy for you. We're not here to get, feed you pablum. We're here to make sure that you understand exactly what's going on in your country, the world, and particularly to you, because you're the decision maker at the end of the day. And we try to make sure, like on this debt ceiling, if, you, if, if enough of you call and fire up your local congressman, they're not going to pass this thing. And my big complaint about it, it's not even close to being tough enough. We have to have real reality check. It's a messaging bill, as it is with McCarthy. I got that. But let's send him a message then. Let's say, hey, how about this? Suck on this. Not one penny. You're going to have to figure it out. And, yeah, the, the, the woman from the White House is going to have Washington. Big old crocodile tears next week coming down. That's fine. You're going to have to have this. Fredericks, where do people go to get the show? Where do they go to get all your, your content?
5: You want to do my radio show? It's really easy. Just go to johnfredericksradio.com, download our free apps there. We've got them on all the stations. Follow me on all social media, at JF Radio, at JF radio Show. That's all the same. And don't forget, I put a video out every day about 12 o'clock, my MLB baseball picks. I'm hot as a pepper right now, up 500, 15 games over, 500 so far for the season. We bet the money line on DraftKings. Go to GodzillaWins.com. You get my videos about two minutes every day. Yeah,
0: It's impossible. It's hard. The Sportsbook guys will tell you it's hard to, to bet baseball because you're betting on the pitchers, you're betting on the starting pitchers, so it's tough. Um You've got a real talent there. You're just another angry old white guy on the radio, but hey, it works. I, and, and Sig's giving me some notes. I'll share that. Actually, I'll share it with uh, Bowserman and Ann later because I, I want to talk to decision makers over at the, the John Frederick radio show about maybe sharpening sharpening the pitch. But no, on the Godzilla, for the degenerate gamblers, you're, 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 you have a true gift there, John. You have a true gift. The, the, the basketball, the football show well, is amazing, you. and your baseball is second to none. Uh, And I love baseball. I love going to your thing every day. So, John, thank you so much. The team's doing great. You're 12 now. We want to be 24, 25 before the end of the year. So keep ripping. All right, Steve. Thank you for having me. John Fredericks. John Fredericks. The John Fredericks Radio Show. 12 stations. This was a guy. Remember, John Fredericks' story is that 2008 when the crash came. His company went into bankruptcy. He and Ann were entrepreneurs, and they were wiped out. They lived in a hotel, I think, for two years, paying by the day just to scrape by, uh, and now they've uh, totally uh, reorganized, uh, come forward, and is, uh, I think, one of the great uh, content providers and distributors in the business. Uh, we've got a real uh, world-class content provider in Steve Cortez. Let's go ahead and play. We've got a clip from The Economist, and then we have a chalk talk from Steve. Let's play that and get Cortez back on here.
2: Recently, Fox has tried to give DeSantis a lot of airtime and give Trump less, and yet it seems like the audience won't necessarily be led Uh, in the direction some people at Fox would like it to go. And it's a bit like the situation the Republican Party found itself in in 2016, right? In the sense that you had slices of the party elite, most of the donors, et cetera, who really didn't want Trump to be the nominee. And yet there wasn't that much they could do about it. And then they wound up just throwing in their lot with him. I I think also it demonstrates something, a misunderstanding that a lot of people have about the way that the modern media in America works, which is that they conceive news bias as a consequence of journalist bias or editor bias or even you know funder bias and a lot of the times as fox demonstrated the audience capture is actually a stronger dynamic where audiences not only have a clear worldview that they're habituated to but if they don't get it there are now many many alternatives that they can go to the startup cost for creating a media outlet is just vanishingly low um and so uh, i think uh you know news outlets and that includes those on the left or more aligned at the left have to basically pay service to uh, its audience. Otherwise, they get trapped like Fox did. And I think you already see on the right, there are, you know, for example, Steve Bannon's podcast is probably the most important piece of, uh, of non-mainstream news uh, at the moment, uh, including Fox News and the mainstream for that comparison. But there are all sorts of alternatives that people have at the moment. Uh, and that just makes it so much harder to change, like I think Fox has tried to do unsuccessfully.
1: Patriots, Biden's banking crisis, it's big problems for small business. Let me explain why in a chalk talk. Moody's rating agency just downgraded a stunning 11 regional banks. Now, regional and smaller banks, they provide the financial fuel for the small and medium-sized firms that used to power our economy for those main street operations. Why are they so important? Well, let's look at where Americans work. One-third of all Americans work for a company of 100 or fewer employees. Almost half of all Americans work for a firm of 500 or fewer employees. What the so-called progressives are doing right now, their policies are resulting in an ever-greater concentration of both political and economic power in just a few hands. The multinational banks, multinational corporations, and the oligarchs. We, in turn, patriots, must provide the populist political revolt against that movement. Let's do it.
0: Okay, Steve, that is amazing. You made this morning. Let's bring in Cortez, but that connects to a degree something you've been talking about, the commercial real estate market. The New York Times has got it up as its lead on the side. They got Biden's, you know, let's finish the job of destroying the American economy. As And then they've got the the commercial real estate, which they tie back, in the you know in the inside part of the paper in the article about 50 paragraphs down with oh by the way this is going to lead to the implosion of regional banks because right. they're the ones really with exposure in commercial real estate tie, tie it all together yes. brother. You bet. And by the way, uh,
1: it is already leading to the implosion of, of the regional banks. Right now, Steve, as we speak, we spoke yesterday about First Republic Bank. This is the newest bank sort of in the crosshairs of market selling and market stress. Yesterday, it finished today down a stunning 50% on the day, Steve, 50% on the day. Today, it is right now halted, FRC is the ticker, at down 39%, lost 50% yesterday, lost another almost 40% today and the stock halted. So anybody who thinks of the banking crisis has somehow been put aside, Uh, think again. This is very much a crisis that is enduring and in many ways accelerating right now. And there's a lot of reasons for it. All of them point back to Biden, to the ruling class, to the Democratic Party, to establishment Republicans and all of the many mistakes they've made, the sequence of mistakes. I wrote about it in my article called The Syllabus of Economic Errors because these economic errors all led to this place where we are right now. Specifically regarding commercial real estate, the two biggest forces were the lockdowns, the absolutely tyrannical, illegal, and unscientific lockdowns that forced Americans and employers and employees to learn to work remotely, at least maybe not as effectively as they were, but effectively enough. In combination with that, Steve, the 2020 summer of violence that spread all across America via the BLM riots uh, that were not just tolerated, but in many ways encouraged by the left, created um, a a situation in many of these city centers that endures to this day where they have become wastelands, where regular law abiding abiding people simply don't want to go because they are so unsafe, especially places like downtown Chicago, The Loop and downtown San Francisco. So you, you combine remote work with incredibly unsafe city centers and you have a crisis of office towers that are largely empty uh, and emptying at an increasing pace with enormous ramifications for the regional banks who at the same time are already suffering from biden's inflation so all of it is interconnected but what i want to bring it back to and what i try to do there in that chalk talk steve is to bring it back to main street why this matters to main street even if you don't follow high finance even if you're not all that into macroeconomics Regional banks and the smaller banks, they provide the economic and financial fuel for small to medium sized business in this country. That's just the reality. A small firm does not go to Wells Fargo for a loan or for financing. They just don't. They go to regional and smaller banks. That's the reality. And in addition to that, and Steve, I was even surprised at these numbers. How many Americans, almost half of all Americans, work for a firm that is 500 people or fewer. A third work for a firm that's 100 people or fewer. So historically. The dynamism, the energy, the drive of the American economy has been these small to medium sized firms that are led by owner operators, by the aspirational strivers of society. And it's employed millions and millions of Americans. That employment is now being put at risk. That energy, that creativity in the American economy being put at risk all because of Biden.
0: Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. I mean, this is one of the things when he has this, his uh, catchphrase for his re-election is going to be, finish the job. Finish what job? The job you've done destroying the American economy, destroying our sovereignty, destroying our place in the world, putting us in jeopardy. That's what you're going to finish? Short break. Cortez, Harnwell, Navarro, all next in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted, This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media
2: taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology, no more selling your personal data, no more censorship, no more cancel culture. Enough! Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want.
1: Download now. Ron DeSantis tried to cut seniors' benefits. In Congress, DeSantis voted three times to cut Social Security, even to privatize Medicare. Worse? DeSantis wanted to raise the retirement age to 70. Ron DeSantis would make us work longer to get less. President Trump promised.
0: We will protect Medicare and Social Security. President
1: Trump delivers, and he always will. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: Okay, these are very important topics uh, given this uh, debt ceiling uh, debate. Make sure you go 202-225-3121. They can send you anywhere. That's the general switchboard. It's also the house number. Make sure your voice is heard today, particularly all the different proposals going around. They're gonna add some things. I think the voting could start. My crack staff ought to check that and find the latest. I'm getting some uh some updates as we go. Peter Thiel has announced he's not supporting any kind of candidates in 2024. That just came across the wire. We'll drill down on that. Peter Thiel out when it calls the 2024. Um, I don't know. Is that tied to artificial intelligence, big tech oligarchs? What is it? We'll make sure we drill down on that in the next couple of days. Um, I've got um, Navarro's written an amazing piece on Tesla. It's been suppressed by Twitter. I'm so shocked that we're going to get to Navarro in a second. Let me go to uh, the trucks don't lie, uh, Cortez. So we we got the commercial real estate, the regional banks. This is the structural problems we've got. You've got these uh, insane people, and they're insane, up there on Capitol Hill saying, you got to increase the debt ceiling. We need a clean lift on the debt ceiling so we spend everything we want. And then we can come together and have a joint discussion like we did last year when we came to the omnibus bill. Let's have a joint discussion. No. We need leverage, and we're going to use the leverage because you're out of control. And look, McCarthy has done as good a job, I think, as you can to wrangle the cats in the house. But somebody's got to have a reality check with these moderates. Now here's the reality check. Tell me what you're going to do this fall. We're going to be back in the same place. If we were to magically pass this whole thing today, which won't happen, and have the Senate pass it, which won't happen, and have Biden sign it, which won't happen, but let's say we did. Let's say we did that. We're going to be back here in the fall with the with the now with another three and a half dollars in the same freaking discussion. So let's have it now. Why why wait? Why put another three and a half dollars on onto our children's head? Because you haven't cut to the, 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 the chase. And now you see it's starting to impact everything. It's starting to impact commercial real estate. It's starting to impact the economy. The uh, Wall Street Journal leads today, not with Biden's re-election, the, the far-right column, Google Post, second straight, fall in ad revenue. Going to be more layoffs. Why? Because the consumer is totally stretched, as we've told you, time and time and time again. And now, you know, Navar- uh, Cortez's price is truth and the trucks don't lie. Steve Cortez, uh, UPS, uh, what, what is that telling us, sir?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. A couple of uh, a chart and a quote here to show the data and evidence that the U.S. economy is careening downhill because of the policies of Washington, D.C., and specifically Joe Biden. By the way, the corporate media, I guarantee you, will soon be talking about these issues, about trucking and shipments, uh, just as they are now finally catching up to us talking about commercial real estate. And by the way, I'm glad that they finally get there, and we're happy to do their work for them to effectively be their unpaid research staff ahead of time. But the gray lady the New York Times now talking about commercial real estate, you know, she is water skiing, okay, behind our boat, Steve, behind the the SS War Room. I guarantee the same will be happening very soon when it comes to transportation and shipping because the data and the evidence, unfortunately, out of the, the movement of goods across the country portends for a, very, very significant downshift in the US economy. Let's get to the data. If we go to chart number one, this is from Freight Waves, which is a company that does a lot of great work on logistics and shipping. This chart goes back 15 years, and these are the shipments of boxes, so it doesn't get more simple than this, cardboard boxes, shipping containers, shipping boxes, okay? This is from Packaging Corporation, which is one of the biggest producers of boxes in the United States. Again, that chart goes back 15 years. The previous plunge, the red bars that you see going uh, decidedly downward on the very left side of that screen, that was 0809. So not that surprising. During the great credit crisis, the great financial crisis, the shipment of boxes tanked. What are we seeing now? The exact same thing, except actually worse, Steve. So a lot of times we talk about comparisons now to 0809, at least when it comes to box shipments, a leading indicator of the economy, the movement of goods. Things are actually worse now, according to Packaging Corporation, than they were in '08 and '09. But this isn't just limited to that company. If we can go to chart number two, you mentioned UPS. Hang on, hang on, but hang on,
0: hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Wait, let's go back. Let's if, if oh, uh, yeah. Palm Beach can put back the the previous chart for our radio, which we just talked about, our vast radio audience and our podcasts, and we're always yes. you know in the top couple of uh, podcasts every day in the country. That can't see this. This chart is stunning. Just just verbally walk me through the chart. they got sure. two red implosions on bookends, one in '8 right. and '09. Then you've got all this blue that the boxes are being shipped and the economy's going, particularly during the Trump years. It's all going. Then you have a plunge that looks like it's deeper or as deep as '08, '09. Is that the way I'm to interpret that? Mm-hmm. Brother Cortez? Correct.
1: That's exactly correct. Even deeper right now, even deeper, according to the shipments from Packaging Corporation, which is one of the largest producers of boxes, of shipping boxes, of cardboard boxes in America. So the far left-hand side of the screen shows the 08-09 crisis, where we had, not surprisingly, a plunge in these boxes. In between for 15 years since, almost uninterrupted uh, positive shipments, meaning you know a lot of economic activity, a lot of stuff being moved all over the country for a very very long time with just a couple minor interruptions and now a massive decline again and in fact a worse decline than we had in 08 and 09 and i think this validates what we heard from jb hunt the the, the uh, trucking giant it also validates what we now have heard just this week from ups and so if we go to chart number 2 this is okay, awesome
0: h- h- no no yeah no. Hang, hang, hang but hang on i want to hold the ups okay I'm going to hold you through the break. I got to get Navarro in here. I got to break this Tesla news, which we're going to do. We're going to take a 90 second, is it 90 seconds? I think it's 90 seconds, a two minute short break. Get a quick cup of coffee, heat it back up. Let's get ready to roll. You're on watch here. Today's a big day. You should be calling up on Capitol Hill and giving them the what for. That's what the War Room posse is known for. We're going to give them the what for. Let's roll. Okay, we're going to be short break. Navarro's got an amazing piece on Tesla, you can read it on Getter, you can get it on True Social. not so fast on Twitter. Now why is that? Why would it be suppressed on Twitter? What's the connection there? Navarro's going to tell us, the trucks don't lie with Cortez, and we got the de-dollarization, foreign policies finally on this. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart.